Oakland Rangers, huh? Welcome back. Welcome. Great episode of the Scoreboard X podcast. Recap. We have a special guest with us. As soon as the horn stops, we are joined by Tara from the Glove Drop. What's Thank up? you for joining us. Hello. What's I have up, to ask you, you're doing this live from Biz Nasty's uh, brain because I know you live rent free there. So I'm just wondering. No, I'm doing it live. He's in my back pocket though. So I'm having a hard time sitting right here. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible that he even blocks you, that he even went that far to block you. Tremendous. All the chirping you he's did. Here for the, he's here for the clicks, man. Here for the clicks. And then I gave him one chirp that I guess it took you personally. Listen, he's Templar. He's soft. He can't hang. <laughs> so Tara. From, from what I can see, are you a Rangers fan? I I, I I don't know if I can gather whether or not you're a Rangers fan from what's behind you. Um, Well, obviously, you don't watch my YouTube. Obviously. Come on, man. It's funny you bring that up. It's I'm actually a, I've actually been a subscriber for quite some time you on your YouTube. My brother-in-law said, hey, uh, you might want to follow. The, you know, this, this is some good content that you might want to take a look at. You know, you're, we're big Rangers fans in my family. So uh, I've actually been following you for quite some time. Thank you so much. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, big time Rangers fan. Um, my whole family's always been Rangers fan. Shout out to my dad. He said he was watching this. He might be asleep in his chair downstairs, but he said he was watching. <laughs> but yeah, huge Rangers fans. I mean, my little brother who looks like Andrew Cop, uh, his bedroom was painted Rangers colors. Just nice Rangers all day. I mean, what other team are you going to root for? Absolutely. Don't say, don't say Jersey. No, absolutely no, not. Oh. Absolutely not. Thanks. Not that Mickey Mouse Club. Come on. No way. No way. Absolutely not. But we appreciate you joining us. We are here to discuss the game four victory. We have a, we have a tied series now. We're going back to Carolina tied up. And we were talking about this off before we even started. But uh, I think we're all feeling like a Rangers and six, right? Rangers and six. I wrote it on the back of my car. I'm sorry. Nice. I wrote it on the back of my car that my dad still pays for. Sorry, dad. <laughs> I still wrote it on the car. <laughs> Rangers hey. and six. You're I'm driving sure it, okay with it's that. yours. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> but so, yeah, I really feel that. I'm really, truly actually thinking that this is going to be a Rangers in six. I, I think that the dismantling has begun. Yeah, listen. Toronto. The, the momentum is yeah. 100% in, in the, the Rangers' favor. They're skating down ice right now. They're going downhill. I mean, seven goals in the last two games. We only had one in the first two games, which is anemic and embarrassing. But, I mean, the bounce back. And then after that win uh, in game three, I think we had an edge. You know, we're in Tony D'Angelo's kitchen. He can't handle it. Max Domi's getting thrown around a little bit. And then again tonight, I mean, I think the Truba coming out and making a statement and absolutely murdering Max Domi. I love all the tweets. Oh, my God, that's a dirty hit. Can't be a dirty hit when Max Domi decides to fall down as he's getting, you know, the wood laid to him. And I then all the time. I, I, I mean, you don't see it so much on my YouTube. But if you look at my TikTok, my Instagram, I have no problem showing how not good I am at hockey. Just pulling up with me getting on the ice with my skate guards on accidentally, but he was falling. Yeah, hundred percent. And was... and even past that, even past the quote unquote dirty hits or what just any fan watching may just look at and say, oh, that was you know basically what Biz Nasty and all the Pens fans have been doing, right. picking these little plays to call why they lost. That's not really what happened. In reality, the Rangers had shut down that offense and they had zero opportunity to break through at all tonight. I don't I think I saw maybe one, one or two high danger chances. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I think the Rangers did a much better job at, you know, getting into the neutral zone and getting bodies on the puck. Enough of the stick checking. We finally started putting the body on them and, and making plays, getting to the puck first, especially along the boards, winning the puck battles. I mean, it, that's what we got to do, and that's what was lacking in game one and two. Game three, you sort of come on a little bit. And then this game, I mean, they played like they played all season, just, you know, mm-hmm. full 60 minutes, skating nonstop, keeping the legs going, racing to the puck, trying trying to, you know, throw a body when they can, and it shows that, you know, the results are there. You can't just stick check them the whole time and let them gain the neutral zone and then the offensive zone with, mm-hmm. with no body on them. you got to get in their face. And even when they did gain the offensive zone, it was just a modge podge of just the puck was bouncing everywhere. Nobody was getting sticks on it because you just had body on body, and that's what you got to do. Yes. You can't let them walk in and get a free opportunity or a free pass. I agree with you on that. And also, too, what the what the Canes had been doing, even in game one and game two where they did win and everybody was saying how that they were dummying us, that's not even close to the case. In the last game, six high-danger shots and, what, 24 low-danger? Yeah. That's, that is completely unacceptable for the playoffs for a team like that, and people are giving them way too much credit. They are not putting shots on net that are worthwhile at all. And the right. reason that those few shots got through that were scored are, are because of – like you said, the stick checking situation. So keeping them to the outside and having Shesty ready to go is all that the Rangers needed to do, as well as then not doing, as I say on Twitter and everywhere all the time, stop doing dumb shit on the blue line, right. not, not dancing around it, just taking the shot. And we saw it so much so in the power play as well. Yep. Before, in game one and game two, the Rangers power play was just a repeat over and over of the Carolina Hurricanes clearing the puck. This time around, they actually had somebody QB the puck. They had somebody up on the point. They were cycling it, and they were getting those shots off. And Antti Ranta, no, you know, no disrespect. He's a goalie and a half, but he's he's not able to sustain these high minutes. He's I been agree. Too long, and it's too much of a risk to throw Freddie Anderson in at this point. A hundred percent. And I think that the Rangers did a great job the last two games just putting bodies in front of them. I mean, the first two games, Kreider was standing at the post to the pretty much the side of the goal line. It's like, dude, what are you doing? Get right in front of him. Get in his face. Make, make him get nervous. Make him miss. Put a body on him. Knock him over a little bit. Can't. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to risk that much. I would think, at least during the playoffs, because they're so sensitive when it comes to the goalies. If you're, you know, any other team other than the New York Rangers, right? Rangers, you can just take them. <laughs> but, um, but I think just the issue with the stick checking too, in as we've seen in the Rangers zone. Uh, the issue up there was just dancing around the puck a bit. Now, I don't know if Panarin is injured or not, but he's obviously been playing a little differently. But it's not so much so different. It's just that the game has changed. Playoff hockey, you're not going to get the time and space that no. Panarin usually needs to be the star that he is. So I think that quicker shots cycle the puck and just like think that they've gathered so quickly in, those, in the first two games, the Carolinas defense. They've managed yeah. to... To get them, get a read on it, and and tonight it was it was all Rangers. It was, I, I, yeah. yeah I honestly well. couldn't agree yeah. anymore. It was so evident with the, just the amount of stretch passes that the Rangers were connecting with behind the defense. I mean, two breakaway opportunities. We didn't cash in on either one of them, but it, it just goes to show that we're behind them now. We we got a good read on them, like you said. Couldn't agree more. And we're just moving the puck out through the neutral zone and getting that rush and getting into the offensive zone quick and getting a great scoring opportunity. And I mean, I'm Panarin should have had a goal there. It, it was a great. Goal, yeah, it's, it's just it's so frustrating to see a breakaway. But what I'm loving to see too is the follow-ups. Yeah, we haven't seen that much follow-up on shots, and I'm also seeing that in the first two games we got the Rangers 
were not really doing a great job of keeping Canes on the outside. And for some reason, it seemed like the Rangers, once they got through the neutral zone, they were pushing it to the outside. Right. Rather than driving the net. Whereas tonight it was all driving the net. And uh, I definitely got to say, I'm pretty happy that what happened at the end of the third game did not spill over into game four. So much so. Because that was just like, there was the risk there that if it was somebody who was hot-headed, like Evgeny Malkin, LOL. But right. if it was somebody like that who was hot-headed, that, that's an easy penalty. An oh, yeah. Five-minute major, an easy 10-minute, an easy, you know, game misconduct, you're out, bye. Right. For, uh, for the tough guy on the team. And I think that um, I think that this team has got some, some hockey IQ through the roof. Yeah. Nothing was gone overboard. Nobody got uh, – in a stupid situation. And I think that that's one of the things too, that the Rangers have going for him. Yeah. They played yeah. mental chess. They bided their time. And you know, that Truba opportunity, he laid the wood, Max Nomi on the floor and then Lawrence comes in and then he gets dummied. So it's like, and he's you're new just, yeah, inexperienced you, you, guy. here's 15 minutes back. Right. Thank you. And thank you very much for the opportunity to get all the momentum our way in our own building. I mean, are you out of your mind? Do you really wanted to do that for your team. And that, so that really hurt them. Oh yeah. Nick, mm-hmm. I know you had a point, Nick, you were trying to, Breakthrough. No, I was just saying, uh, do you think that the uh, the kids' line has cooled down since uh, the first series? No, they broke up the kids' line. Yeah, they broke up the kids', kids line. line. Oh, yeah, no, I saw I saw that today. They broke up the kids' line. I don't think the kids' uh, line has cooled down. I think that the good dudes, the I think that the older dudes have, have started to heat up. So we're not just seeing the kids' line do these great plays because we're also seeing the, right. the veteran players yeah. doing them as well. So well, that's like somebody's cooled down. It's that other guys are fired up. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the key to to getting those victories and, and getting the first and second line on the on the score sheet because we're focusing on the kids kids line in the bad games because the first and second line are ghosts. They're not even out there. They're not yeah. doing their job. And the kid line and the fourth line are doing their job. They're not getting scored on. They're they're putting the body out there and they're creating opportunities. And you really need the first and second line to create those high percentage sh- scoring opportunities. They weren't doing it in game one and game two. And finally, mm-hmm. they got them going a little bit. And especially tonight, I, I mean, Zabanajad, amazingly how much we were kind of not shitting on him, but like saying, where the hell are you in the Penguin series? And now he's sitting there with 14 points in the playoffs. I mean, yeah. it just quietly going back to the Zabanajad that we needed him to be. And I think if we can get Panarin going, it, it, it's going to be, I don't want to say easy, but a much easier time mm-hmm. to get those victories because that's exactly what we need. Line one and line two has to generate the, the opportunities to get the puck in the net. And when you get anything from the third and fourth line, especially just keeping the puck out of our own zone and out of our net, that's that's the recipe for a victory. What I yeah. think too also is that this kid line, the disparity between what the veteran experienced players had been putting up versus what we had seen them put up in the games that weren't you know the greatest games to watch it wasn't it wasn't so much of a difference between how well the kids played during the season to how well they're playing in the playoffs as much so as it was it was just more quiet on that in the top six I think yeah. the key line and all those kids and even especially Braden Schneider those guys stepping up those yeah. guys have all been great and we've watched them grow up and actually just mature across the board in their physicality and their hockey IQ and everything. And it was just kind of a, these star studded top six players needed to do something more. And when they weren't, it was kind of like, well, the kid line is great, but don't get me wrong. They had kid line all day. I'm here for that. I'm yeah, here I love the kid line. As they did kid shuffle. kid, what I say, kid line shuffle. I'll do that. They shuffle it up. And, and I think that definitely put a little spark in it as well. 
Yeah, it seemed like we'd switch them into other lines, put them in different positions. Obviously, how about the veterans players, which obviously the last two games, it's been switched up and we've seen seven goals. So yes. it kind of took a little pressure off of the uh, the veterans there who have been struggling, like Mika, who now has 14 points. Again, another goal tonight, which is incredible. But, I think uh, what it does, too, is it makes the veterans want to step up when they're in that role of being the leader. It's kind of much more... I don't know, magnified when they have a young guy on their line. So they're looking to be that leader. Once you put a young kid on the line, an inexperienced person, I think that if somebody who is a true leader, they're going to step up even more. So I think that may also have something to do with why we've seen the, uh, the veteran guys step up a bit. Yeah, definitely. They and before, realize their, their position in the line. So I know you got to head out soon. So I do. We... I'm going to the rings play hockey. Yeah. yeah I was going to say, so, uh, Kind of wanted to speak to you about obviously the things you do. So, you play, you still play beer league hockey then? Oh, I play some midnight league pickup hockey, and it is absolutely the funnest thing in the entire world. Most fun thing. Funnest is not a word. Most fun thing. I played as a kid, and I quit. 16 years later, here I am. Wow. Yeah. We're, we're not, uh, we're not English majors here, so you can make up words. We won't, we're three beers deep here (laughs) and a a third period bourbon deep. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So uh, do you have any superstitions? So we brought on before we have our friend Dave that comes on uh, after every recap. His superstition is drinking a third period bourbon. We kind of adopted that. We've tweeted out every third period. We say, get your bourbons on ice. And we do, uh, you have a third period bourbon. So do you have a superstition for the New York Rangers that, uh, that helps help them win? Okay. Well, it depends. Like I usually, I go through shirts. This has been the shirt. Um, It worked for the first round. Did not work for games one and games two, but then I washed it. Oh, um, wash the, the stink out. Give it a loss. First year, or first first round, I was eating a slice of pizza and a garlic knot on every game day, which people were talking <laughs> trash about. They're like, "That looks mid level," and I'm like, Psh, "This is pizza from a locally owned Long Island pizzeria. This is top tier. Get out of here." Um, that worked for first round. Second round, uh, it's been hot dogs. All right. I get on board with that. Hot dogs. <laughs> I've have got a few hot dogs in me before I go play tonight. But um, that's that's for the Rangers. And and then other than that, uh, if I'm playing, like if I am playing myself, yeah, I'm going to the rink. So like tonight, on my way to the rink, I'm going to li- listen to uh, <laughs> two songs: "Rhythm Is a Dancer" and "Justin Bieber <laughs> Baby." Let's go. <laughs> I really wanted her to that's... listen to like Alanis Morissette. You ought to know. No, it's Justin Bieber and Rhythm is a Dancer. He's like, she's yeah, Canadian. Which, which Bieber like song was anthem. I think so, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I'm an American, 100% all the way. No, no, but- Alanis Morissette's Canadian. Yes, yeah, she sure is. But so is Justin Bieber. Wait, what Bieber song did you say? I missed it. Baby. Oh, babe. Okay, all right. Oh, yeah. baby, baby. And uh, Mitch S. Marner both love it, so. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, when I used to get the classic though. So when I used to get in the gym and lift heavy, I would always have fucking Miley Cyrus party in USA. I I was like, if my headset falls out, I'm gonna get a weight thrown at me, but I don't care. I have had the guys flip out on me so many times because I'll be (laughs) blasting that over the speakers and they just lose it. (laughs) Even in the locker room, like we all we all get dressed. I mean, we don't get dressed together, but you know, you show up with your like I have my compression shorts on and stuff or whatever. So um Yo, give me the ox or give me the Bluetooth. I'll throw that on, and everybody's like, Get the f- out, Tara. You've lost the yeah. But then, yeah, yeah. Thank you. You can curse. It's okay. We we don't mind it. We, we put the little explicit. Her on dad our is watching. 
Papa? Oh, oh your dad's watching. That's right. Something. I don't know. <laughs> what position do you play? Yeah. Uh, defense. Won't cross a blue line. Don't expect me to forecheck. <laughs> well, we learned a very good lesson from our good friend Aves. You know, forecheck, backcheck, paycheck. So keep that in well, mind. As far as I'm concerned, Max Domi can backcheck himself right to hell. There we go. I, and like his, I would say he could backcheck himself to hell, but I don't think he knows how to backcheck. So. Listen, I mean, I don't think he knows how to do anything. When you have Igor Sisterkin with more points in the playoffs than uh, Biz Nasty, that's kind of I embarrassing. I'm going to make a quick target call you your rookie card. You should just hang him up. You should have hung him up before you showed up, buddy. Uh, just, <laughs> just just, for fun, I was, like, looking at his stats. Career seven goals. Like I'm going to just go score seven goals tonight in beer league hockey, which is, like, the same, <laughs> the same as the Wheeling Nailers, right? Even though I won't fall, just do it from the blue line. I, so I can I only imagine nasty stuff. So, what did you tweet out that he blocked you? I really hope my dad's not watching now. But um, so <laughs> he he went on a rant, and he posted this rant calling New York Rangers fans fugazis, calling us scumbags, you all that stuff. I'm glad that you lost Game One. Blah 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 blah, and like actually going hard. And I was like, what the. Is this guy talking about so i said the only thing fugazi around here is your girlfriend's orgasms <laughs> <laughs> oh that is fair that is classic and he's just yeah when he freaking and then i was like he he i guess you saw it and then he took a dm because he and i had spoken before because i lived in the city for three years and like i was friends with a couple of rangers and you know you meet everybody whole deal um he took a DM and he edited it, edited it, and deleted everything prior. And then just posted me saying, because like I thought we were cool. Cause like, you know, I'd spoken to yeah. him a bunch of times. Like I was buddies with his buddies. And and I was like, yo, like gonna make like just gonna rag on you just like a little bit for the comments, but whatever. Hope all is good. Um sorry about the pens, then the cane, you know, hopefully the canes will do well only for a little. And then he deletes everything before that. Actively goes to IG, deletes everything before that. And then posts, and it's not even from the glove drop, it's from my personal Instagram. And then takes a screenshot, posts it on his Twitter and writes, another Fugazi Rangers fans, please stop DMing me, guys. Oh, Post wow. So I obviously, Listen. I obviously was like, okay. So I went and I was like, let me just, oh, well, I still have the full conversation because- you know, just because you deleted it on your end doesn't mean I don't have it. So I screenshotted both conversations, put them side by side, and posted it because, like, come on, dude. Come on, dude. Yeah. Fake news? You going fake news level? <laughs> like, you're going to sit there and act like you're you're something. Yeah. Act like, oh, you Fugazi as Rangers fans. Like, I would get it if he was like, oh, I'm just going to use this. Yeah. Like, if he was in on it, too. But then he went and blocked me. Right. I was like, dude. First of all, you're welcome for the extra thousands of clicks that you just got because of me. Right. Yeah. Second, I'm going to call you out because shit, man. Listen, <laughs> I, I, I mean, gangster. I think, I, I <laughs> think he's eating the loss right now, big time, because even the yeah. Hurricane fans are like, dude, shut the fuck up and stop rooting for us because you are a jinx and a half. You ruined the Leafs two years in a row, and, and now you're going to jump on our train. Half the time, I feel bad for him because I think he's genuinely, I think he's a funny dude when I watch. You know, or listen to chicklets. Or, chicklets, yeah, absolutely. Because I'm, I'm a huge chicklets fan all the time. I yeah. used to listen to all the time. I still do. Um, I think he's funny. I think Whitney's funny. But like, 
don't give me the low hanging fruit, man. No. Like, <laughs> like, I've said, like this is some slow pitch underhand softball and I'm supposed yep. to sit there and not swing. <laughs> Come on. But the problem is if you're, right gonna be, if you're going to be that guy to rant and rave and, and, and throw shade at everybody, you got to be able to take it. And when you can't take it and you go on the blocking train and then try to pull a little fake news action, it's just sad. Like, come it's on. Sad. I, we had a similar okay. experience with Matthew Bonnerby. We, I don't even we, know who uh, that is. Uh, Matthew yes. Bonnerby was an ex-Ranger, kind of a little bit of a fighter, a role oh, yeah. player, you know, that getting people's faces and stuff like that. Oh, and he was what? Oh, and he, and he, he, he turtled? So he essentially yeah. – um, uh, yeah, he he was not. trying to start some shit with Sean Avery, uh, trying to say, like, oh, let's do one of those rough and rowdy. Let's get a celebrity boxing match together, blah, 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 blah. And we were throwing shade at him, like, dude, Sean Avery makes money, so he doesn't have to do that sad money grab bullshit. And then he was DMing us, and then, like, we had just started our podcast, so we didn't have that many followers. And then he was like, oh, you got no followers, blah, 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 blah. And, and when we went to DM him back, I DM him, like, dude, we have more followers than you have goals and we just started. So that's pretty sad on your part, dude. And then he blocked us and that was it. It's like, so he tried to jump in. He was, he was, he was, yeah, he was like, dude, come on. It wasn't, I mean, first of all, the, the joke was like dunked on him. Like that. Yeah. I thought that was funny as hell. I usually don't yeah. have my own back. Sometimes like I thought that that was funny as hell. Yeah. When, you, when like, you bring the heat, when you, when you get set up with the one timer and you roof it, you, come on. Yeah, that's it. Hit the cap. Not, it's like bowling with the bumpers on. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Like I'm not it's a good gonna analogy. That it's a great analogy. To. But, but I mean, not for nothing. I, I think that he does take a lot of heat. I give him credit for the amount of heat that he takes, especially on this. I mean, Taket calling that that cone his rookie card. Like, yep. there's got to be a reason that they're separate. Because I mean, I I respect anybody who who's made it that yeah. far, especially in the business of media, because. Yeah heat that you get is unbelievable so you know as much you know as much as i want to sit here and just make fun of him which is i do and i will continue to do so props to the dude for at least getting what he's got done so far funny thing is too right now his fuse the rangers the further the rangers go the more his brand goes up so like he's definitely secretly rooting for the new york rangers to make the stanley cup to help his brand And, and like i can't imagine that the dude is a bad dude no, he doesn't I, seem like a bad guy at all, not, and he's very. I, I've funny. always like I've always liked Ryan Whitney better, but uh, <laughs> oh really? Because I've always felt the complete opposite. <laughs> really, I always like Whitney. Yeah, all the way, guy. but screw listen, other podcasts. It's all about. He's the straight guy. Biz is the funny guy, and I, I listen. I'm, we're golfers, and I, I, I like watching you know their sandbaggers <laughs> and stuff like that. But I just I, I have a hard time respecting somebody when you like give it so much and then you can't take it and you can't handle it, and it's like, dude, come on, you're stirring the pot. And hey then man, somebody's taking I'm a spoon out of your hand clicks. and smacking all you. I'm doing, and hey, man, thank you, Biz Nancy, for the clicks. I appreciate it. Thank you for allowing me to get the attention. Any attention is good attention, man. Exactly. Absolutely. But, but before, before we let we, you go, what, what yeah. would you say uh, the keys to, uh, you know, game five is going back down to Raleigh, North Carolina? What do you think we the Rangers need to key in on to get this victory and come bring it back home to the oh, Garden for a game six game victory? Five. So going into game five, it's going to be, again, it's going to be all about blocking out the crowd, which at this point – Carolina Hurricanes crowd, yes, that's going to be a loud place. It's nothing compared to PPG Paints. Not at all. They're not going to have the same level. I think that it'll be much easier for Igor Shesterkin to keep dialed in, and he's had all this practice. Nope. I think Auntie Ranta is going to be even more tired. I do not think that they're going to put Freddie Anderson in, and unless they're pulling Ranta in the middle of the game. 
But I think that keeping this line switch up, keeping that energy high and keeping the momentum focused on the game rather than on any little, you know, gappiness going back and forth. Extracurriculars, right. Focus on mm -hmm. the game. And fortunately, the the one guy who we got just to throw out, not even the one guy, we got Troops, we got Miller, we got all these guys. Yeah. But I think that the focus has really been set there. Um, so stay out of the box and run the show when you get on the power play do everything you can to draw those penalties because they're starting to fall apart at the seams and the only real opportunity shot opportunities that i've seen them have have been on you know a little bit of a breakaway it's just been on a pass you know a takeaway on a pass or something like that so make sure that those things like keep the passes crisp don't play with it too much right but as long as they keep driving the net as long as they keep playing towards the inside and they keep the canes on the outside we're in the range zone Keep testing Ranta and keep following up on shots. I think that the Rangers have more than a good chance of Rangers in six. Good call. Yeah, I do. <laughs> so we'll see, we'll see how that one goes. You know, it's funny. We do uh we have our TikTok. Um, and we post I post a lot, we do video memes after every game. I'll have one for tomorrow. But uh all the Canes fans have been chirping saying Canes in six, Canes in six. So I'm hoping to prove them wrong because I'm gonna go back on all my TikToks and write back to them like, ha. Just let me hear. A lot of the Canes fans are saying that the Rangers stole the the storm surge thing as well. Oh, the storm surge! That's ridiculous. That's absolutely. Canes and six Canes and what? Six fans? Yeah, and you know what's funny? And tonight I saw it was the Hurricane fans are kind of like backing down a little bit and backtracking, trying to throw weird shade now, like uh, like I don't know, early lost shade, like. Yeah, well, you're not getting past Tampa or the Avalanche, so yeah. screw you guys. It's like, wait, are you giving us the W right now? You, you <laughs> abandoned your team? I really, okay. I really do think, too, though, actually, the last thing before I go embarrass myself on the blue line, um, <laughs> nobody on the Rangers is allowed to do stupid shit on the blue line. I'll do it all for us. But I think that tonight the Tony D'Angelo factor was shut down. I oh, think yeah. that was something that the Carolina Hurricanes – we're loving the attention that he was getting from Rangers fans. And I think that they were really kind of dialed in on the fact that he was essentially already in our kitchen, bathroom, dinette, whatever he was in there. Um, but tonight Reeves getting in his face and he, he crumbled. He, he crumbled. Oh, yeah. He was really pissed. And Reeves is laughing. I think that the message sent done. And so now who's their big guy now? All right. I mean, if you want to try to focus in on Max Domi, he's been a, a no-show this series so far, and he's trying and, and and trying to pull his best imitation of his dad. But guess what? You, you never want to step as your father. No, you can't I wanted the belt to out there that. if you can't drop the gloves and, and, and take a couple shots to the face. See, I mean, I love see, you hit the nail on the head. I want. I wanted to say that today. I wanted to. I was like, "Wow, he's really trying to be his pop right there." Oh, I was like, that like two days ago, I said, "Domi, you'll never be as tough as your father until you never. fight a man." And then surpass the court process by giving that fan that you bloodied tickets to the playoffs. You're not going to be a dad. Great no, hockey player. I would, player, take, though, I would take that. I would take tickets to the playoffs over fucking. Or in a court, I'd rather just have a couple tickets to the playoffs. Let's go. Let's <laughs> go. I'll take it. In their heads, I think that Tony D'Angelo is a little bit knocked off right now. And I think that Auntie Rots is getting tired. And I think that Freddie Anderson's too much of a risk. And I think that they're. What are they? 80. I think they're nine for 89 on the last 89 power plays. Wow. I didn't realize it was that bad. Good yeah. call. Nine for 89. Nine. 
That's worse than like the Rangers in the past. <laughs> it's of like worse than Rangers at their worst. And yeah, for yeah. a team that has the best penalty kill in the league all regular season, that penalty kill was killed off tonight. Like that was shot. Yeah. Rangers, what, oh. two, two or three on the power play tonight? I think three. Was, was it three or two? I'd have to look at the stats. I don't have it in front of me. I usually have the stats in front of me, but all I know is that, that that did not look like the NHL league leaders in the penalty kill. So Rangers. No, no not at all. Listen, like you said, we're in their kitchen. We're in their heads. We have the edge. We're we're definitely wearing on a mentality. Yeah. Listen, yeah. they 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 all the pressures on them right now after taking the two losses in a row. Going yeah. back to Raleigh, that's why I was telling Rook uh, before I was like tomorrow, uh, rather not tomorrow. Uh, Thursday's a must win because if we can get that victory down in Raleigh, I mean they're going to be playing scared puck the the whole game six, and you're just letting us inviting. You know, bad bounce goals and, and they can't yeah. win on the road. Right. They can't. They cannot win on the road. That's been their bugaboo the entire playoffs. We win there when we win there, which I think that they're more than capable of doing. Yeah. Coming back to MSG is going to be a scramble. It's going to be too hot headed. You're going to see a lot of Lawrence penalties. A lot yeah. of these. Tony Dandel is going to fly out the handle and it's going to be a, <laughs> a lot of pressure put on onto Ronta and he's going to crumble. Rangers in six. Let's go. All right, well, on that note, we're gonna finish this broadcast. We're gonna stick around though. I know you have to leave soon, but we're gonna we're gonna end this broadcast. We'll just talk to you real quick and then we'll let you head out. But yeah, thank, yeah. thank you for joining us. Uh Tara, so we appreciate it. Um, and thank you for listening to Gilbert Addicts recap of game four. So we're gonna play play you out with the pumped up music going into Raleigh. We're gonna take back the storm surge because apparently we 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 copied it. We started that. So. No, I know. I'm just joking. I'm being sarcastic. Let's copyright it right now. Yeah. <laughs> and like I ended the last podcast, Carolina, welcome to the motherfucking jungle. Welcome to our Rangers hockey at Madison Square Garden.